the Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. As she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I believe our biggest stories can match up very well with our biggest fears. I believe our biggest stories of faith that we have in Scripture, the ones that we gather around in a special way year after year after year, can match up with some of our biggest fears. And so because it's Christmas... And because there's power in these stories, I want to talk about something that is on my mind nearly every time I step to the plate. 
we're shrinking. We're becoming smaller and smaller. Now, it's Christmas, and so I know that we have friends and family and visitors that we don't see all the time. This is not a subtle head nod to you. No, 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 no. This is just honesty about what we see week in and week out. Our numbers slowly go down. For a long time, I wanted to run from it. For a long time, I wanted to not speak of it. For a long time, I wanted to say it wasn't happening. For a long time, I wanted to say other things were happening. And, and there's lots of good stuff happening at this church. I love, I love being a part of this congregation. It's a joy and an honor and a privilege and something I do not plan on giving up very soon. And still, we're getting smaller. And the thing is, we're just like nearly every other congregation in the U.S. We're getting smaller. You can read every Pew Reacher study. You can read every study out there. And the church is getting smaller in the U.S. Now you might be thinking, hey, pastor, this isn't very Christmassy. <laughs> We're going to get there. Now, when I talk about this every once in a while, there's more than plenty of people who want to give me answers for why this might be. There's people who want to point towards society. There's people who want to point towards government. There's people who want to point towards generations. There's people who want to point towards changes in attitude towards faith. And all of those, I imagine, play a part in it. But I don't know. Quite frankly, every time that I think of it, I just think of myself, and I wonder, am I doing enough? I wonder, are we doing enough? I wonder if the church is doing enough. And then, in the most gracious of ways, clarity comes to me in this text here tonight. Because I have come to understand that the shepherds did not believe more than I do. They weren't super pious people. They weren't marked as super pious people. The shepherds simply do not have more belief than I do. And neither did Mary and Joseph. Now, this might be sacrilege for some of you, but I don't believe that they believed any more than I do. And neither did Zechariah and Elizabeth, and neither did anybody else that we have in our holy scriptures. I don't believe that they believe more than we do. I don't believe that theirs was a generation of more faith. I don't believe that theirs was a society that was better off. I don't believe that any part of that world was greater, and that's why they had more faith. Because I believe that at the core of this story, the only way we have faith and the only way we have belief is through God with us. The shepherds did not have faith in the same way before the angels than after. The shepherds did not have the faith they had to go running, to go hurrying off to the manger before the angels. They just didn't. Mary did not have the same faith she had 
to ponder these things in her heart before Gabriel announced to her what was happening. Joseph didn't have faith that he had before the angels came to them. The people of God that would experience Jesus didn't have the same faith until Christ and Christ's own self was among them and healed them and fed them and taught them and dwelled with them and loved them. I believe the only way anyone receives faith has belief is by God. Which means I believe that we have the exact amount of belief that God wants us to have right now. We have the exact amount of faith that God wants us to have right now. It's not because we messed up. And it's not because we're bad. And it's not because we're not doing enough. And it's not because we're not saying enough. It's not because of the government did something. Or it's not because of society. It's not because of anything else. We have the exact amount of faith and belief that God wants us to have. And God will pour out far more, should it be God's will. And God will keep us right where we are, should it be God's will. On this Christmas, I want you to know that if you are slightly saddened by the number of people in the pews, whether today or next Sunday or the following, it's okay. because it was to a small number that faith was first poured out by the angels and it will be to a small number that faith is poured out to us. For on this day here in Arnsville, once again, God will pour out God's self in the cup and God will break God's self in the bread and God will give God's self away providing exactly enough belief and faith for all of us to be fed and providing the exact right amount of faith and belief for this world in its time. This is a tough topic. And these are tough times to be congregations. But I believe our biggest stories can match up with our toughest topics with our deepest fears. Emmanuel, God with us, is here. And God will pour out faith in God's own time. So don't worry, church. Don't worry. We're going to be okay. God be with you this Christmas as God pours out the exact right amount of faith for you in this time. God be with you this Christmas as God pours out the exact right amount of faith across the whole globe. And may God answer our prayer soon to be generous in those helpings. God be with you. Amen.